Marketing is often one of the things that's added on at a later stage, believe it or not. Okay. So people don't necessarily look on a CRM as uh, just a marketing tool. Mm. They mainly go for it as CRM for sales and then add, add on marketing uh, at a later stage. Okay. A lot of people don't always know their target market. They believe they do. Sometimes salespeople make up the um, the percentage. No. <laughs> uh, no so it, de it, depend it depends um, <laughs> how rigorous um, sales managers are at following and, and looking at the data. Welcome to the Business Sense podcast. I'm Gary Crosby. This is the podcast where we make sense of the business journey by talking to owners about what they've learned along the way. Let's jump into today's episode. Mandy, thanks for joining me on the Business Sense podcast. Thank Good you for the invitation, Gary. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, just to give the viewers a bit of context then, uh, tell us who you are and what you do, how long you've been doing it. Excellent, thank you. So my name's Mandy Allen and I'm the Business Relationship Manager at CRM Insights. We're based in Peterborough. Mm -hmm. The company itself is seven and a half years old and I've been with the company six and a half years. Right, okay. And how did you get involved in the, in the world of, um, what is it, customer relationship management? That's, that's yeah. the right word, isn't it? So, well, for years, uh, in various roles, I've been using CRM, mm -hmm. Customer Relationship Management Software. So I was obviously familiar with the whole customer journey, uh, the benefits of full visibility of what's happening with yeah. uh, any service or product or solution that people were looking for. Yeah. So it... Um, just became a, a complete process actually of starting in the travel industry mm -hmm. and working with systems then. Um, I then moved on to work with a business coach and uh, uh, we again we had another CRM, mm -hmm. uh, another solution. Yep. And then I moved on to working for myself for nine years, helping organisations with managing data, helping them set up their own solutions and um, helping them with business development. So how they could look at different data and analytics, statistics mm -hmm. to help them uh, with their decision making. Mm -hmm. And then I was approached um, by Don, one of the directors at CRM Insights. <clears throat> I knew him from him and his wife from Toastmasters, oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Don and Mike had merged both their companies and come up with CRM Insights as a new business, mm -hmm. and they asked if I would like to join them, and the rest is history. And there you are, six, six and a half years later. Six and a half years later. So there might be a few people watching who don't know what CRM is or don't understand customer relationship management, so just in the broader sense, give us a, a, a view of what, that, um, what those kind of software systems do. So, yes, of course. Uh, it's a solution that helps organisations with their interactions with prospects and customers. Mm -hmm. So anything from the start of the journey, which is the marketing element of a CRM, mm -hmm. not everybody chooses to include marketing in the complete CRM, or with um, the sales, which is probably the most popular solution that people go for, right. for using CRM. Mm -hmm. However, there's a lot more to it, and it is a whole process which takes you right through to 
the customer support and ongoing for looking at the way that the business is going for the customers um, and working alongside them so as their businesses grow and change we're able to help them with uh, other parts that probably they hadn't considered that CRM might be useful for. Mm. And I think it would be useful for us to step through those little individual steps you know you say marketing sales what happens after the sale and things like that but just in general terms um, I guess there's a point at which you know, businesses have enough data to make having a CRM worthwhile. Is there a kind of a tipping point where people move from a, I don't know, a spreadsheet or a Word document into something a bit more sophisticated? Yes, there is really. Um, And some examples that we see are people usually start off with a spreadsheet because it's uh, easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people know how to use a spreadsheet in simplistic form however as a business grows and you get more data uh, it's very difficult to track conversations within a spreadsheet so you're not really able to put much within a cell Mm. Um, also if there's going to be more than one user you get different versions um, you get different security elements there's uh, no GDPR compliance um, there's no audit tracking usually Mm. Um, and then people can take the data add it to um, a USB Mm -hmm. move it around um, and so the safety aspect really isn't there for um, manual or for um, spreadsheet use and we notice then that people start um, they're spinning the plates and then they start dropping them. And it's at that point that mm. people realise that um, the solutions that they've got in place or the, their ways of working at that time are not really working for them any longer. So actually in that kind of situation then, so when people drop those plates, I guess they don't get back to prospects, they don't, um, you know, don't maximise the opportunity because there's too long a time between contact, things like that. So it, it could actually cost money, ultimately. Absolutely, because um, companies are missing leads and missing opportunities. Mm. And like you say, there can often be such a delay. Mm. Uh, for example, if leads are coming in via the website, for example, then... Um, they probably don't know where to hold them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be in the back end of a website, but there's no connection with any other solution other than, oh, I'll take that on board and I'll pop that down in my diary. Yeah. Um, and they can't get hold of a prospect and then they forget to put another date in and then they forget to call them back. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we notice quite a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I imagine that would be very frustrating for a business owner to realise that they've lost an opportunity just because the diary got messed up or they they couldn't keep contact. Absolutely. And um, especially with sales teams particularly, Gary, what happens um, in a lot of sales teams, people don't want to share. So they don't want to share contacts. um, And they hang on to possibly their little black book, which has followed them around for years. Or um, they put it in places that uh, other people can't find it. And then they're there just is no seamless workflow. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go to the beginning of the journey then. So somebody is invested into a, a CRM system. Then of course there are many many choices. I, I realise that. Um, how does the CRM system connect with or start to help their marketing? So um, 
marketing is often one of the things that's added on at a later stage, believe it or not. Okay. So people don't necessarily look on a CRM as uh, just a marketing tool. Mm. They mainly go for it as CRM for sales and then add, add on marketing uh, at a later stage. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is they can get data from their sales pipeline and uh, their opportunities, their conversions. Um, And then they can probably start to segregate that data and look at where they need to market. So it's a bit of a reverse uh, because um, a lot of people don't always know their target market. They believe they do, but uh, without looking at uh, historical data, they don't necessarily know who to market to. They often think that um, they can sell to anyone, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've heard that that phrase uh, <laughs> yeah. however um, the the data can often tell them something different mm. but if if a company's invested for example in you know you said a website maybe they've got a social media presence and at some point during the use of, of those marketing methodologies someone's raising their hand and saying I'm interested tell me more help me understand more you know, engage with me is, is that where the CRM journey would potentially would start for the customer Absolutely. Uh, So I'll give you an example of how a lead would work. Mm -hmm. If a lead comes in through the website, uh, depending on what kind of tools you've got in place, the information can go directly into the CRM. However, if if there's a a, a disconnect between solutions, then probably what they will do is manual, manually add that that sales yeah. lead. Yeah. Um, in that instance, they will get the opportunity to um, put the to categorise into different sectors mm-hmm. and put further information in there. Mm-hmm. So that's where the the process really starts of the customer journey, so that you're able to get the profiling from the initial. Mm-hmm start yeah. so, so we've captured some data and then I assume then that we would hand that over to a salesperson and say we've had an inquiry someone's raised their hand we've got the data whatever data is available we're now into the sales part of the CRM is that yes is anything uh, else? I think it, different companies have different processes yeah. so um, it depends whether the lead qualification process stays with the sales team or whether it stays stays with uh, somebody who uh, does lead qualification. So it really depends on the size of the business. But um, um, in most cases, I think a lot of businesses will hand over to sales and they'll do the qualification process from there. Yeah. And and, uh, assuming that the business has got some kind of established sales process that they go through, how does the CRM help with that? So how we help uh, organisations is um, we look at how their business works and then we look at the solution that has been probably chosen mm. um, in, um, by looking at the business analysis that we've done. Yeah. And then we create the solution according to what their processes are. Okay. So rather than uh, trying to fit them into a box, uh, we look and say, okay, how do you currently do something? Um, is that working for you? Is that if it's if that's not working for you, then we can probably suggest a, a better way of working mm. so that it fits um, a, a, a seamless workflow, really. Mm. And I imagine that the sales teams. I'm thinking about some of the bigger companies that I work with. Um, they've got quite a pipeline, so the CRM starts to be the repository, if you like, for that pipeline. 
Um, and one of the challenges with the pipeline is keeping it current, cleaning it out, things like that. Does, does the system help with that sort of thing? Yes, it does, because what we do is um, we are able to create reports. Mm -hmm. So depending on the size of the, the business, um, we can help look at reports for various different stages. So if there, for example, is um, mm -hmm. a pipeline for um, X amount uh, mm -hmm. of sales, then um, any time there's a, a trigger and a sale reaches a certain amount, that can go into a, a, a report. Then they could probably look at a report for, say, the next 30, 60, 90 days and okay. beyond. Um, they can look at the percentages of the... Uh, uh, lead uh, qualification and uh, the opportunity stage. Mm -hmm. um, th now, what often happens within organisations is um, sometimes salespeople make up the um, the percentage. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so it, de it, depend <laughs> it depends um, how rigorous um, sales managers are at following and, and looking at the data mm. uh, because we often do talk about the vanity metrics which yep. um, help to inflate the, the pipeline but are of no use to anybody. So it, it's a, a matter of um, creating reports so that those can feed back into uh, mm. the, the team and to the sales manager and he can or she can make the overall decision. Mm. And just taking a slight step back into the marketing environment, I guess um, a CRM allows you to automate some of those procedures. If you get an inquiry, you can respond. Um, if you've got a sales process that requires some sort of kind of touch points, there's some automation in there. How does that help? Definitely. Um, so, for example, we have uh, some free resources on our website. Mm -hmm. And what we do is um, if somebody has a download um, if it's gated content, they provide us with the information and uh, we send that uh, uh, template or download over to them. And then we have a follow-up process. And um, if they've then chosen to uh, be part of our uh, follow-up process, mm -hmm. um, we give them the, obviously the opportunity to opt in or opt out. Um, then we will uh, continue the nurturing process. If they simply want to look at the, the download, uh, then we just have one follow-up process. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the information that's being provided and uh, the information that they're looking at even on, say, the website. So mm -hmm. uh, another thing that we have on our website is something called Web Insights. So we right. um, we have uh, a scoring um on the website so by uh, different prospects looking at the website and different pages if they've looked at um, how to change CRM for example yeah. we know that uh, that's something that they're considering yeah. it gives us the information of the the company and that gives us the information then to be able to um, contact them and just ask if it's something that they're interested in yeah. especially if they if they've then been to the resource page and download and uh, downloaded something like a business case template yeah and, and i guess over time you must be able to develop some stats to kind of um indicate how those automated processes increase the overall conversion rate is there any evidence that that's you know a powerful uh, enhancement 
Yes, exactly. Um, we can look at the information and through analysis we're able to, um, yes, make make decisions on what, what the next steps will be, what's mm. working for us, what's not working for us. And so um, rather than just having general information that's going out to uh, everybody, mm. uh, we can target it and make it suitable for the people that are inquiring. Yeah. And then back in the sales process, I'm thinking that at some point, you know, salesmen uh, eventually will get to the point where they'll go, this isn't actually a valid lead anymore and we can take it out. So we get a slightly more accurate picture of what's in the in the pipeline. Absolutely. And um, I mean, we only follow things up when they've got a certain lead scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's uh, several pages that are just being looked at, and they're the same pages over and over again, yeah. uh, then that could be just a low lead score. However, if one particular company has looked at, say, seven different pages on our website, then yeah. um, the lead score goes up, so we know and we've, we're made aware that that's more of a, an interest to them. So it's a kind of an engagement score almost. It like is, they're, they're, yes. sh- they're showing more and more interest in various different parts. Yes, it is. Yeah. And which would drive a different type of follow-up, presumably, or a, a more consistent follow-up. Absolutely, because yeah. we only follow up if the lead score reaches a certain level. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting. And the people who don't get to that lead score, we just leave them to, to show some commitment in the future. Yes, somewhere. because yeah. it, it could be that they've just come across our page. They've been doing some research. Um, again, yeah. we get a lot of research from students particularly, especially especially when they've been on business courses. Mm. We notice an increase in um, the uh, student uh, email addresses. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we become fully aware that uh, not all universities and colleges are interested in what we're (laughs) selling. Uh, That makes sense. That makes sense. And I guess businesses would have other things in place, other types of software, maybe marketing systems and things like that. Um, is it easy to integrate a C- CRM with these other systems? Yes, we, we do have um, in-house software development ourselves as well. So uh, we look at integrations of other solutions mm-hmm. and examples of that would be um, uh, electronic signatures. So when it comes to okay. contracts, um, credit checking solutions, that's yeah. another one. Um, we also have anti-money laundering and we've created some solutions uh, which particularly help with um, accountants, solicitors mm-hmm. and uh, uh, those those are very popular solutions for, for mm-hmm. those particular sectors. So yes, there's quite a lot that we can integrate. Um, when we, although we're called CRM Insights, we don't focus just on CRM. We look at okay. uh, the complete digital transformation of a business, so um, looking at the business systems as a whole business solution. Mm. Mm. So we've d- done some marketing. We've handed a, over an interested prospect with the right lead score to the sales team. They've done their magic. We get to the point where there is a a sale made. Um, I guess CRM doesn't end there. What else does it do? No. So um, once we've um, we've made the sale then the discussion um, goes on with the project team Uh and uh, the phasing is then put in place. Mm. Those discussions will already have taken place because we do uh, a business analysis workshop Mm -hmm. uh, so that we know exactly how to scope the project. Um, That then goes into an allocated team 
and uh, once the um, project has been delivered then obviously we have the training included in the project delivery. Beyond that uh, we carry on working with organisations so that we stay with them and uh, keep understanding the way that their business is um, operating. Mm. So for example uh, last year we experienced quite a high number of uh, new projects with existing customers which was um, showing us that the the market was changing in Mm. quite a different way Mm. Uh, and that gives us the opportunity then to make suggestions that they probably haven't even thought about so uh, because that sits with the account management team then they're able to uh, uh, make suggestions Mm. keep visiting and do annual reviews with them uh, about where the business is at are the reports working for them Uh, think about it from the end user's perspective then. So I, you know, I'm in a business and I've got a CRM um, and I've used it in the marketing environment and I've used it in the sales environment and I've got the sale out of it and the, we now have a, a new customer on board. Customer relationship management suggests to me that there's a lot more that happens after that from the end user perspective. Definitely. Um, and, and one of the things I would just like to highlight is that um, with a lot of suppliers, um, when it comes to finishing the project, um, many providers do actually outsource their support to third party. Okay. We don't do that. We do everything in-house, which means that um, for any queries the customer may have they get to speak to the team that have implemented it so that okay. we've, we again are able to work with them to right. help them through uh, things be, that may crop up beyond the impl- uh, completed implementation mm. Mm. so if I so if I'm using the CRM just to think about the moment when I've made the sale um, I'm going to carry on managing <coughs> excuse me managing my customer relationship using the CRM, what does, what does it give me once the sale has been made? Um, again, we set up various different elements within the CRM. So yeah. uh, uh, key account management is one of them. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 So we look at the uh, key account management um, and we're able to tell when the, the last email went out to them, when the last touch point was, when the last contact was made, yeah. because that's all integrated as well with the phone system. Mm-hmm. So if we make a call to uh, one of our customers, uh, then the, the call recording will go directly into their record so we will be able to review that and and see what the last conversation was that mm-hmm. if, if somewhere along the line we wanted to to go back to it um, also if we have online meetings we keep recordings of those and we send copies to our customers mm-hmm. so they're they're kept in the loop as well so if I was running a business and I had a particular policy or strategy for keeping in touch with my actual existing customers or prospects that had been close to buying but didn't, then mm-hmm. the CRM is going to help me to manage that and make sure that I don't drop one of those plates and forget to, to get in touch. Absolutely, um, because what we do is we um, we regularly review uh, lost projects. Mm. Um, we often find that um, if we were, say, one of two mm-hmm. um, providers who were putting in... Um, uh, a, a request um, if we lost that sale 
then we go back to them and, and just check how the mm. project's gone. Mm. Uh, so that can be a six-month touch point or it can be a year. Yeah. And, um, you know, in some cases we have picked up uh, more business. The, the point being that you don't have to remember the CRM is going no, to say to you, absolutely. it's been just six it months and, and go for it. Um, and I guess the technology's changed a lot. You know, AI is everywhere. Is there a place for AI in the CRM world? What's happening there? Yes, now that's uh, really interesting because uh, that's something that's in our marketing strategy. And uh, as things change, obviously the analysis of, of data is going to be something that companies will be able to look at, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to big data. Yeah. Um, some companies are already using it for marketing purposes uh, and uh, with various different AI tools, um, you can almost train it to, mm -hmm. to be looking at, at what's working for your market uh, yeah. with especially if you've got that market intelligence mm. so potentially some quite interesting developments coming with the way that you make decisions or or analyze data because of the ai content yeah. yes i, I think um it, it is at the early stages i think you know, some of the tools are probably only about a year old sure. and i think people are probably still getting used to the idea and getting their head around it but mm. I think it's something that's going to be with us yes yeah so um, again looking at it from the business owner's perspective um, it sounds like this is a great way to get organized but I imagine them, there must be some pitfalls or potential downsides what do you see when people don't quite get the CRM thing right uh, in terms of projects or in terms of software adoption in, in, yeah, in, in terms of um, imagining how CRM is going to help them and then suddenly discovering that it doesn't for some reason or there's a trap, no, not a trap, a pitfall um, from having to manage the data in that particular way. Hmm. So um, before we start a project, something that we offer is um, the Insights Workshop, which is all about the business analysis. Hmm. And it's a, a standalone piece of work. So we make sure that at that stage the um, companies are fully engaged. Uh, yeah. We have key users who will be sitting in the room and uh, putting into the project what they need for them to deliver their, their own mm. work. So we make sure that there are champions within the business uh, to, to help the project be successful. Um, there are situations where uh, companies, um, I think, in different departments do try different workarounds and just think, oh, yeah. maybe there's something um, that I can quickly use and then add that at a later stage. Yeah. However, the reports tend to flag this up. So if there are issues, um, we can tell even from the usage uh, because we get reports on usage, how many people are logging in, mm -hmm. how many people aren't logging in, uh, when they did last log in. So we get reports and that flags to us that there could be an issue. Mm. So say there's um, a business of 20 users and we notice that only 12 are using it on a regular basis, then we're able to have that conversation and just say, look, mm. we've noticed that um, these accounts are, are or, or these users are using the software um, some aren't um, just wondered if there's a bit of a, an adoption issue that we could help you with because mm. I suppose it is feasible um, although a lot of your early uh, early work would prevent this but it's feasible that it could overcomplicate the process um, for some we we work in um, and we phase it so it depends 
just how much or, or how big a project we're delivering for them. Mm. If we're starting off with a small project um, and then companies have just become fully engaged with those, then um, we can then move on to a different part of the project. So at each point, we've got, we've got full engagement. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about my experience in the corporate world where um, you've got this kind of strange personality disorder in the sales team. You know, I can say that because I was in the sales team. Mm-hmm where you're the kind of person who can go into any kind of environment and engage with people and build rapport and you're very open and you like to be, uh, you know, make a conversation and, and build a relationship. But you're not the kind of person who fills in the software data afterwards or the kind of person who likes the detail of recording every person you've spoken to and what they said and why they said it and how that could turn into a prospect. I guess that might be a, a challenge for some. Yes, I think, um, I mean, what we, we tend to do is look at how we can make it simple enough for the sales team to engage. Yeah. So yeah. in some cases there are templates, mm. um, in other cases there are just drop-down boxes. Yeah. Uh, so rather than them having to write a complete essay about the conversation they've had, um, they can probably just keep it to, to simple terms. Yeah. Um, uh, like when's the next call, spoke to them, called mm. back in six months, yeah. um, those sorts of things. Uh, the other thing that I touched on was call recording. So oh. if they've got an integrated um, system, then voice recordings can be added to records. Sure. And those can be automated. Mm. And do they uh, do the CRM systems generally sort of have an app-based uh, approach as well so that it's actually easier for a salesperson to take the phone out of the pocket and deal with that rather than having to go back to a desktop? Yes, they yeah. do. Yes, yeah. so they, they, you, those can be put on, say, a tablet or, or mm. a phone. Mm. So mobile solutions. So if I'm a, let's say I'm a, a small to medium-sized business and I, and I recognize that I'm dropping the plates and I'm thinking mm-hmm. about a CRM, how do I work out what my return on investment will be? How do I look at the investment in the CRM system and the advice and the consultancy that it takes to implement it and say, overall, this is going to be worth it? I suppose it depends just exactly what the processes are in the the, the business. Um, Because um, our guys are business analysts as well, Mm -hmm. they're probably able to help with things that companies haven't even thought of. Um, Because some start off in a certain way. As the business grows, they don't necessarily change the processes. Um, so there are some things mm. that they've probably not even thought of. Um, uh, we're able to then look and say, well, um, if you did it this way, this could save you. Um, an example is uh, for some software that we de- developed from for one company, uh, which gave, they were, it was taking them 24 hours to quote, and okay. we brought that quote time down Uh, to an hour Mm -hmm. so that's an example of how much time they would save Um, if you look at the number of people that would be involved in that that would just give them um, an example of of what difference it could make to a business Mm. I think about the trades people that I've worked with in the past where um, the quote turnaround time could be you know an hour but actually they'll forget to follow up or if they don't get a response to the quote it's something that goes on the back burner and in the meantime, that person's gone off to get another quote from somewhere else, and that business then gets lost. Mm-hmm. So there might be a there might be a, a pounds, an actual pounds number attached to that lost business that could be a, a counterbalance. Yeah. Yes, mm. and and we, I mean, we do have things within CRM that show, 
give you the opportunity for the reason uh, for the lost sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you, are, you again, you can have reports that report on those sorts of things yeah. so that at any time that you can, you can just pull those back up and, and just look at uh, if there's any pattern that seems mm-hmm. to be followed. Where, where people have dropped out of the sales process. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So a final bit of advice from you, if I may, Mandy. Um, let's imagine that I'm sitting on the fence and I'm thinking, I know I'm dropping plates, but I'm not sure whether I should do the CRM or not. What are the, what are the three main advantages of, of having a CRM so that I, you can persuade me that, to get off the fence? Uh, I think they n- probably need to consider what's costing them time and money, mm-hmm. um, uh, what a difference it could make, and what is actually stopping them. Mm-hmm. Is it an understanding? Is it a, a cost? Or is it just the fear of change? The fear of change, that probably is one of the main things, because mm-hmm. I, I guess the implementation takes a while, and you know there will be new things to learn, new techniques and new systems to put in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great. I mean... We've gone end to end there on CRMs, and I think you know, from the point of view of a business recognizing that it's dropping plates and needing to do something about it, that's a great story to go through. So, thank you very much for joining me on okay. the Business Sense podcast. And thank you very much, Gary. Mm-hmm.